Hello, friends and family. My name is Tania Deshawn. I am a Birmingham native, a poet, and if anything else, a creative. And welcome to the very first episode of Element Agape. Thank you so much for joining us on this occasion. And if you are curious about what Element Agape is, it is a love anthology for Black Christian women to educate ourselves on embracing biblical femininity through Black women storytellers, art created by Black women, and biblical literature. I just hope that you are blessed with um, our special guest today, Alexis Smiley. Alexis Smiley is a phenomenal woman. If I had to say so myself, she is comical. She is authentic and real. And today she is sharing a piece of her story and a piece of her testimony with us with her poem entitled Love Journey. I used to think love was being someone's girlfriend. Scratch that, anyone's girlfriend. I remember in middle school, back when everyone was starting to date but had no idea why, I wrote in my journal, I just wish someone liked me, as if having one person think I was cute would solve all my life's problems. I remember thinking love was happily ever after. That is what Disney sold us after all. As if Cinderella didn't fuss at Prince Charming for leaving the toilet seat up, or Belle didn't resent the beast for using her to become human again. Or Focahontas, you know Disney didn't do right, wasn't ticked off at John Smith for voting for Trump. I remember thinking that love was never painful and never hard, and if you weren't happy all the time, then it wasn't true love. I thought that happy and love were synonymous. I remember thinking sex was love, and that validation was love, and how romantic love was the only love that made you worthy of anything. I used to think I was unlovable. I used to think my womanhood was dependent on a man loving me, lusting me. I used to be afraid of dying alone, unmarried, without romance, not realizing that enjoying my own loveliness was a romance in itself. It's funny because love is the most beautiful and bastardized thing in the world. We all strive to have it because we all come from it, via the creator. Yet R&B tells us it's lust. Disney tells us it's perfection. On Fridays, I think it's wine and a pizza. (laughs) But that's only a small, minuscule, itty-bitty, whittle category of what love truly is. My perspective shifted when all of what I thought love was fell away. I'd found myself in the depths of single parenthood, and depression sometimes felt like my only companion. It stripped me of every shallow trophy the world had given me. You know the compliments you get when you're going in the direction the world thinks is right, not your Lord. All of that had to fall away for me to start finding love's true meaning. God gave me the gift of motherhood and has graciously been using it in his lesson plan. I'm continuously learning what love is and isn't, where I'm at and where I could be. I'm not going to front like I have it all figured out, but so far, here's what I've learned. One, God is love. Honestly, it's simple as it sounds. 
to God, Jesus, and the Bible for examples of how to love. Two, the golden rule is married to self-love. How are you to love your neighbor as yourself if you don't know how to love yourself? Three, love is wanting the best for someone, even if it means a rough road, even if it means sacrifice, despite all odds. The love I have for my child is the closest I have and will ever be to feeling how God feels for me. God's is immeasurable, incomparable, abundant, and never, ever ceasing. Each day, I'm amazed at what God has delivered me from. I've messed up love more times than I probably know. Honestly, every time I sin, I mess up love. The beautiful thing about God's love, though, is the mercy which provides me chance after chance after chance to try and go a day without messing up love. I pray you find love like that if you haven't. Amen. Thank you so much, Smiley. You're welcome. (laughs) That was beautiful. Your testimony shines in there. You're an amazing artist and mother, and I think all of that is and an amazing woman of God. And I think all of that is apparent in your letter that you wrote in your poem. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so let's dive into um, the opening line where you say, I used to think love was being someone's girlfriend. How did you come to that realization? Like what, was the fundamental thing that told you that like romance and lust was love I feel like that's the only type of love or that's the main type of love that's portrayed in media um and even like in your own relationships your familial relationships it's always talked about like when you get married or um when you start dating or uh, dress like this so men or boys will like you and stuff like that. Like, it's always there, like something to look forward to. And if you get to that age where people are doing it and you aren't, then something's wrong with you. (laughs) Um, And I don't even know when, I can't pinpoint when I started getting those messages I feel like they've always just been an underlined narrative that I was subconsciously feeding um, or that was subconsciously feeding me. And yeah, to the point where it just became my end all be all goal. Um, And then, of course, that (laughs) I soon found out that that wasn't really a great goal to have because. Do you feel like the church reinforces that idea that that romantic love is the ultimate prize? Mm. Or that romantic love is love? Like, do you feel like the church promotes that? Or, like, what do you feel like the church's teaching is on love? I think... Now, the churches that I grew up in, they didn't really speak on dating or romantic love as much unless it was being used as, like, the church being married to God and how uh, earthly marriages are supposed to be a reflection of that. 
but they never spoke on like what an earthly marriage was supposed to look like exactly or like what an earthly marriage or earthly romance um is supposed to be in the christian lifestyle it's just you have this expectation but you aren't given the tools to get there so it's like it was held at a pedestal but um nobody's giving you the tools <laughs> to get to that pedestal but they're judging you if you're not on that pedestal if that makes sense mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's that's what I received from um, church when I was growing up. But I think in my later years, um, like becoming a mature, a more mature Christian, then it just kind of wasn't really talked about at all, <laughs> which is also not really that's good. That's so interesting. Can you tell us about your background in Christianity from that earlier upbringing to um, where you found yourself, where you find yourself now? Yeah. Um, so my family has a really strong Christian background. My grandfather was a chaplain and my stepdad is a preacher. So I always was going to church as a child. Um got to college, kind of stopped going to church and trying to just like do my own thing. Um, but eventually kind of made my way back. Um, and I think the best way to describe it is that like my childhood faith in Christianity was based off of my parents and like their beliefs and what they were telling me was what, um, which isn't entirely bad, but it just kind of, how do I say this? It just kind of makes it a little difficult sometimes to find your own way um, when you already have a narrative uh, that somebody has been feeding you for X amount of time and you kind of have to learn how to think on your own. So um, yeah, now I feel like I have fallen so many times and done so much of trial and error that um, after a while, all you can do is just lean on God. Like you try and do it on your own multiple times, you fail, get back up again, try it a different time, fail, get back up again until you hit rock bottom. And then you really just have no other place to turn to except for God and accept his grace and love and um, understanding that you don't have to have it because he has it. And once I realized that, once I got that in my head, then it was a lot easier to just be in love with Christ and the gospel. And I think that's all he really wants from us. Hmm how do you live out your love for God on a daily basis Ooh, so also still trying to figure that one out um I feel like I should say I'm not an expert at all I'm I'm still making mistakes I'm still doing my trial and error but from what I'm learning is um just to take in that grace each day I feel like mm -hmm. that's the best way to live out my love for him 
is to accept the love that he gave for us. Um, or that that's kind of like where my spiritual journey is right now, my spiritual focus, um, relearning how to accept God's love and not try and earn it. Mm. I think that's so relevant because I often have to like, especially becoming more spiritually aware day by day, I have to remind myself that God is calling us to a heart change. He's not necessarily calling us to work. And like, is God's work for us like holy? Yes. But at the end of the day, he cares about the condition of our heart. Mm. What would you say about the condition of your heart when you when you were in that place where you thought love came from other people versus where your heart is now knowing that love ultimately comes from God oh I feel like my heart is a lot stronger now um I feel like it can withstand a lot more too as opposed to like before I was so bent off of validation and any type of little criticism and taking everything personally like that's so exhausting and I didn't realize how exhausting that was but now um that I feel like not feel like now that I can lean on Jesus and um the love that God has for me it just washes away all of that fear I mean now I do have to remind myself of that on a daily basis like okay (laughs) this doesn't matter this doesn't define me because this is all temporary like Anything that happens on this earth is temporary. Um, But God's love for me, my value to him, that's everlasting. So Mm -hmm. that's um, something that I'm trying to remind myself of daily. Um, Relearning that is hard. I don't even know how we come to that. Um, Especially like me having been growing up in the church. Like, I don't know how we still get that message in our minds. I guess that's just how the world works. Yeah, like how sin operates. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know either how we get to that place of not understanding what love is. I feel like everyone at some point has had that question. Um, and if you're in scripture, it becomes obvious but if you're if you're not and you're just kind of going through the motions of being a Christian and you're listening to what the pastor says, but you're not reading the word for yourself, it can it can like to me in my personal experience, it kind of holds less gravity mm-hmm. like it doesn't for me like I can be inspired um, and encouraged by a pastor, but for me, my heart isn't fully changed until I can see it in the word myself. Um, and I think that's just a part of my own stubborn nature. Uh, what would you say to people who are, who find themselves in the position that you were in where you were longing for love and knew that you were deserving of love, but you didn't necessarily know how to, how to get that in a healthy way. Mm. 
Whoa. Um, I feel like the only answer is God. Like, okay. Um, that that's kind of general. Go to the Bible. That that's kind of general. The biggest thing that I have been doing, um, is like going to the Bible and seeing who God says I am. And that okay. has been like my first big step of like, I guess, um, kind of starting a really intimate relationship with God. So like, if I go to the Bible and see that I am valued and I am um, cared for and like, I'm known, like known. That song that Tasha Cobb does, you know my name that one that gives me so hard because like it's not like I cry every time because if you just think about how God knows you like to where he knows how many hairs are on your head like I don't even know that like somebody really straight up has to love you for you to not even love yourself as much as they love you like for them to know all of that about you they know you know you they love you love you and um just starting that relationship that kind of shows you a blueprint of what a healthy love and relationship looks like um your true value um because even if you are like I want love I feel like I deserve love I guarantee you, you don't understand how valuable you are until you're looking at yourself mm. through God's eyes or attempting to look at yourself through God's eyes. Um, I think, yeah, oh, sorry, that, that's all I have. I was trying to think if I had anything else. <laughs> I think like wh- while you were talking, something that came to my mind was like, it would be a beautiful prayer to say god let me see myself through your eyes like when you were talking i was like man that that would be an excellent prayer like i need to pray that in the morning like god today let me see myself through your eyes um i i think that would be like powerful and hearing you talk about like love and trying to like receive love from god and through god it almost sounds like an identity, um, like an identity issue if you feel like you're not loved by God. Like if you are, have identified yourself as one of God's people and you feel like you're not loved by him um, or you feel like that love isn't accessible to you, that feels like an identity issue. Um, and one of the things that I do whenever I am like in a place where I feel like I'm not grounded in my identity in Christ is I just ask myself. So like one of the things that God does is um, he gives us Mm -hmm. a name and I feel like he doesn't do that by accident. I feel like he names us intentionally. Like for me, it took my mother three days to name me. And so, like, I feel like the third day or whatever, my mom, in her intention, made up a name that was Tania. 
And she said, yeah, that fits. That fits the baby. And Tania means like queen. It really means fairy queen, but I'm not about um, fantasy. So I'm going to just to like take the queen extract the queen from that and so whenever I am feeling uncertain about myself and my identity I say who am I oh I I am queen like that's my name I am a queen and so what do you think that do you know what the meaning yes I love my name I love it so much so my full name I'm gonna just throw my whole government name out it's Alexis Renee Smiley and Alexis means defender, Renee means peace, and Smiley is a happy emoji. So I think my name altogether means defender of peace and positivity. And I really feel like that <laughs> matches my that's right. Like I, I, that's the person that I want to be. And like I get depressed, like any other person. I get sad. I'm dealing with my own demons. Um. And I, sometimes I do have to just be like, I'm a defender of peace. I'm a defender of peace. And that includes my own peace and positivity. Oh, so, yes. And I, I feel the same way about my son's name, Ziri, um, Z-E-R-I, for those in the audience. Um, that's his name. And uh, it means God is my foundation. And I was like, yes. It first I was like, this is going to be a reminder for me that um, I need to be his foundation and uh, make sure that God is his foundation. But even when I'm long gone, when um, his name is just, it's it's just his name. It doesn't mean anything connected to me. Um, I want it to be a reminder for him that God can be a foundation for him as well. So yes, I'm a big believer in names. And their meanings and bestowing meanings on your children. What is your, I love that defender of peace. What are ways that you defend your peace on a day to day? Okay, so I'm working on boundaries. Um, Amen. But yeah, that's what I'm working on now in terms of peace. Um, boundaries on like people pleasing and boundaries on my thoughts uh because and and my um temptations just because um I guess that would be discipline boundaries for yourself is discipline hmm that's a whole nother way to look at discipline okay I'm sorry I just made a connection and that that's that's gonna stick with me um oh I gotta accept myself for who I am. So for the longest time, uh, I would label myself as like being super sensitive or defensive or um, just like loving too hard and being so emotional. But then I was like, hold up, let me flip the script. Like those are negative connotations um, of words that are Again, back to my name, Defender of Peace. If I'm defending my peace, yeah, I need to be a little um, sensitive and emotional and diplomatic and uh, a little raw, you know? Like, I can't see what needs to be defended or um, what's unjust to defend it if I'm not feeling it. So, um, yeah, accepting myself, 
and um, boundaries are the ways I defend my peace. When it comes to your son, what are things about God that you're hoping to instill in him? And how did, uh, let's start there. Yeah. So the number one thing is I want him to know that he is loved by God and by me. Um, And um, you can count on that. You can count on those things. Like we sing in Bible study, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And I feel like it's just words to you as a kid like you don't I don't know I don't I don't know if I I I know I didn't completely understand God's love even a minuscule part of it but um I think too because like kids kind of see love as oh how many gifts I got on my birthday and da 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 so I kind of want to instill in him like love doesn't come in material forms but um not always but it can come in a lot of other forms as well um and god listens to you and grants your prayers and he knows you takes the time to know you and that's god's way one of the few ways um out of his many ways of showing love so this one thing i want to uh teach him and um Oh, the other thing is that I want to teach him that we're made in God's image. I want him to know that God is accessible to him and um, we are related. Like we, like I see it in my mind, but I'm trying to make words out of it. Because we are in God's image, we are his family members. Um, We are accessible to him we can talk to him whenever we want to and we are like him in a lot of ways we are very imperfect versions of him but we're creative because he's creative we are smart because he's smart um we're kind we have the ability to be kind because um god is kind so we are very 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 capable of being god-like beings we're not on his level, no. Um, I don't want to disrespect God by saying anything remotely like that, but um, we are very much like him, and that is empowering. Amen. What has Ziri taught you about love? He has taught me that you can change somebody's stinky diapers and still love them. Um, that even, even if, like, somebody treats you wrong or just, like, does you bad or something like that or makes you feel a certain way, um, you can still love them because, uh, forgiveness is key and second chances come and emotions are very fleeting. So... He's taught me that just from toddler temper tantrums and um oh and I feel like every day he reminds me of like my childhood um 
in Christ. God is a parent. So it's really easy to kind of calm down um, and, and just forgive him for anything that he does or even forgive myself for things that I do when I think about God's love in parent form. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, parenthood is just like such a funny science. Like I don't really completely understand why I love Siri <laughs> the way I do outside of the fact that he came out of me. He's mine. Like he looks like me. I, I carried him for nine months. Um, but even if I hadn't done any of that, like even if Ziri was adopted, I'm pretty sure I would still feel the same way. Like I would lay down my life for Ziri in a heartbeat any day. So I don't know the science of that, but it makes me understand God a lot more and um, why like he's worthy to be praised. Oh, and like also mm-hmm. how hard it is or was um, for him to sacrifice Jesus. Like that was his son legitimately. And he straight up crucified him, um, sacrificed him for us. Like, I've thought about this a lot. I really don't think I could do that. <laughs> I know I couldn't do that. Um if Ziri were in the same position, like at the last minute, I'd be like, no, nah, baby, go, go hang and get down off the cross. They'll be all right. They can pay for their right. own sins. It's fine. Go on, come on, come on. Let's go to heaven. They're fine. Oh, goodness. God is good. All the time, all God the time. is good. <laughs> all right, Smiley. So, Will you mm-hmm. do us a favor and close out the this episode? First of all, thank you so much for being the first person on this series and on this journey. When I read your letter, I knew that this was going oh. to be the first one. I was like, this is it. I love the message. I love the grace that God has given you. And I love that you have such an articulate and creative way of sharing that with people so i just really want to appreciate you is there any way that people can follow you if they're interested oh, in following sure, your journey? sure oh you can follow me on instagram it's rainy spelled r-e-i-g-n-y dot days d-a-y-z dot smiley s-m-i-l-e-y rainy days smiley on instagram it gets ratchet on there sometimes fair warning but um it's all fun and games so yeah join the party (laughs) will you do us a favor and pray us out heavenly father thank you so much for this podcast for this um way of bringing people closer to you this bringing of community god ah that's so exciting thank you so much for um blessing Tania with this this spirit of wanting to share your word with people her artistic ability and uh, I just pray that 
anybody who is listening right now, um, I hope they are inspired or empowered by anything that I might have said or anything um, that you can do for them, God. Lord, I just want to thank you again for uh, blessing us, too, with um, the safety of being healthy in this coronavirus pandemic and anybody who is suffering. God, I just want you to uh, heal them and um, let the community come together and lift them up. Uh, All right, that's all I have. Peace out. Amen. Thank you so much. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) thank you bye (laughs) bye thank you so much Alexis Smiley for sharing your testimony with us today one thing that I'm taking away from this is adding to my daily meditation God let me see myself through your eyes I am so interested to see how that's going to impact my mood and um, the way I live out my purpose. And I just appreciate that enlightenment so much. So if you were moved by this, please follow us at element underscore agape on Instagram. Share with us how this has impacted you. What are you taking away from the episode? Um, We are uploading new episodes twice a month, every second and fourth Friday. So keep a lookout for our upcoming episode.